Well, welcome, everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable live on bbsradio.com, Station One. My name's Caroline Oceana Ryan. I'm an author and channeler, and I'll be your host this evening. And I'm here with my brilliant co-host. Uh, let's see here. The We have the White Knights, Rama and Tara. We have our panelists, Penny Christofferson and Micah Green. And I don't know if we'll be joined by Randy. Um, and we'll see Omina again next week. We've got a guest for tonight. It's a pre-recorded interview. I think it's a, a terrific interview, not because I did it, <laughs> but because our guest is Bonnie Saratori, who created spiritualacceleration.com. She's a very powerful energy clearer and a master tracker. She can see where an issue is coming from, in other words. If you or I made a decision in some life, 400 or 4,000 years ago or 50 years ago, and that decision is still in place or that old oath or vow, that old loyalty or a, a contract, a soul contract of some kind. And we're totally unconscious about that, but she'll be able to see it and she'll be able to see why it's holding us back in certain areas. And this is what the spiritual accelerators do. I know we had Sarah Ellingworth on the show a few weeks ago we want and she was trained by bonnie and so i hope that you enjoy the interview and if you've got a question or comment on that or anything else please do call in of course we're happy to hear from listeners the numbers to call for station one are 888-627-6008 that's 888-627-6008 or 323- 744-4831. That's 323-744-4831. So that's in U.S. and Canada, obviously. So to start off today, we're going to have a quick meditation. Let's just go into our heart space for a moment. And this is just mainly to clear and to calm and to quiet our energies Breathing in slowly through the nose with mouth closed. And when you're ready, breathing out through either the open mouth with a ha sound or through pursed or sorry, puckered lips like you were whistling or breathing out through a tiny straw. And that second form of breathing out is really wonderful for putting us in the parasympathetic nervous system state. And that's going to bring in a beautiful sense of calm. So we're just breathing in through the nose with mouth closed. Slowly, fully breathing in. And when you're ready, breathing out through that tiny imaginary straw. And just continue with that for a moment. All we're going to do is place the earth into this beautiful violet flame of St. Germain, which transmutes perfectly everything back to pure energy. It doesn't burn, it just transmutes pure energy, pure bright light. If you can imagine all the density in the earth, and it, that includes in your life and mine and everybody's, 
being shifted alchemically back to pure sparkling light. So you might want to start small, and if you're not good at imaging, that's okay. Put your hands out like you were holding it and an issue you've been going through lately, or maybe your whole life, holding it in your hand, and just image that as you're holding it in your hands, it's sort of like it's a bundle. Uh, it's like a sack of ash or a sack of some dirt, mud, something that you trudge through, something you're just trying to move through, muddy water, whatever it is. And now move your hands in such a way to help yourself image that you're putting it in that beautiful transmuting violet flame of Saint Germain. Just move your hands as if to say, I'm placing it here. Or bring the violet flame in. And you can move your hands to indicate the flame is here. And now, if you can image the density of what's in that sack of ash or mud or whatever it is, turning to pure sparkling light, even if you can't see it, know that that's happening. You've called in the violet flame, and that's happening. And now spread it throughout your whole being, your whole body, all your energy systems, your whole home, your whole life, everything, your health, your finances, your relationships, your path of growth. your soul journey in this earth. Your earth mission, whatever you're giving to the earth, you might not know what that is, that's all right. Your soul knows. Your higher self knows. It's this beautiful light you're anchoring all the time. So it's sort of like move your arms. Again, if you're not good at imaging, move your hands to indicate, all right, that light is everywhere in my world now. Now extend it to your loved ones or your neighborhood or your town, your state or province, your country. It's just spreading perfectly through all the air, detoxifying the air, the water, the oceans, the soil, the crops, purifying everything. And now it's spreading further. It's taking in your whole continent. It's taking in a whole region of the of the earth, your whole hemisphere. And now move your hands to indicate that flame is everywhere in the world. Places of conflict, places of starvation, famine, extreme weather fire, losses due to any of those things, whether personal or material. Even the despair of people in terrible places right now experiencing terrible situations, even that is caught up in this beautiful violet flame.
everything turning to pure sparkling light. And you'll notice, especially if you're able to image, even if you're not, you might feel this. But you'll notice that the alchemy happens whether it's a very small situation like, uh uh-oh, I've got to see the dentist in a week, or if it's something really big like a war. Or people just struggling day in and day out, and they don't know if they're going to have a home next week. Maybe they don't have a home now. That sparkling light comes in, regardless of whether you and I decide this is a really intense, awful, difficult situation, or it's a small one. The universe really doesn't count things the way we do. And you can ask for health in one part of your life or all of your life. The universe doesn't mind. It's not going to blink. You can ask for a little more love in your life or you can ask for a lot. Same difference. The only point of difference, I guess, is where our consciousness is and what we imagine is possible for us and for our loved ones and our wonderful brothers and sisters around the world. And that's everybody. Wonderful. So now we're just going to sort of hold our hands out wide, unless we're driving, of course, listening to this. Just hold your hands out and now draw in all that beautiful sparkling light into your heart space. And you've just contributed beautifully to what is happening on this earth. Contributed powerfully to creating more peace, more plenty, more abundance, more joy, and the realization that we're all loved. And you've just given that to the whole world. doesn't take too long, and you can do it in an instant when you think about it. Just image the, the earth or hold your hands like you're holding the earth and just say, Violet Flame, I'm placing all of this into the Violet Flame of St. Germain. I can hear him saying right now, this is ramifications for the whole timeline that Earth is on, past, present, and future, not just in the present. And we're also rinsing clean a lot that you and I have been through in other lives and other timelines as well as this one. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, St. Germain. I just want to very quickly, I know that we've kind of made, a while ago we made a promise on this show we weren't going to read long articles (laughs) and this isn't long this is just a few lines uh my friend christine gibson who's an astounding energy worker psychic um, medium and um i think a soul enhancer soul healer and astrologer sent this to me she says she says these beautiful morning blessings she calls them every morning and i won't read the whole thing but It's so beautiful that she's calling on Mother Goddess, Great Mother, and she's calling Great Mother into her heart to fill that container with her warmth and love. And she's saying, I am now in complete acceptance of your love, Great Mother, Mother Goddess. And she says, to my soul, my higher self, my I am presence, my beloved twin flame, blessings and wonder to us today. Please guide me divinely on my path of light, placing in front of me what I need to know or learn today. And most beloved Mother Gaia, as you exist in all life, 
your light is love. We, your children of earth, walk in that light, infused by your love, everlasting sovereign peace on earth and loving kindness to all beings. I plant my intentions for today, which are to see with my heart, listen with my heart, and to live today with my heart. Today, my intent is to be cleared of any and all 3D recreation programming. I call in a waterfall of light to pour over and through me today all day, nourishing, replenishing, and restoring me. And this is such a beautiful image that Christine told me about a while ago, um, that she will go to this place as a place of rest and also restoration and nourishment in a guided meditation. There'll be a waterfall of crystalline light pouring over her and through her. And I'll just read one more sentence. I am a starseed, a weaver of magic and miracles, a creator and a co-creator of my reality. I move through this world with ease and grace, guided by my higher self, guardian angels, twin flame, all angels of higher light. I embrace everything that's for my higher good, growth and upliftment. I support and encourage this day to be an incredible day filled with joy, magical connections, all kinds of miracles. It's it's just a very beautiful set of blessings. And I wanted to share that because the energy of them is so powerful. The presence of them is so powerful. So I have to give thanks uh, to my wonderful friend, Christine Gibson, for uh, being inspired to write that. So, all right, we're going to listen to the interview first, I think, and then maybe that will work its way into our conversation. And then we'll have our energy update and um, Lord Rama's input as well from his latest news. So, Don, uh, if you are ready to play the um, Bonnie Serratore interview, And again, this is an astounding interview, everyone. Uh, So I hope you'll listen and enjoy it and pick up on the depth of what Bonnie is encouraging us to see. So, yeah. Thank you, Don. We want to welcome Bonnie Serratore, an amazing master tracker and energy healer. Bonnie is a spiritual accelerator, which means she helps people accelerate their personal healing, growth, and spiritual development. And Bonnie accelerates the liberation of our authentic, true, and divine self. And she does this by removing and clearing all the unwanted foreign energy from the person she's working with in all time space, as these do tend to interfere with the expression of our divine self. So everything Bonnie knows, she has learned through direct experience in her own life, as well as from working with her clients and students. So she has not studied or trained with any teachers, living or dead, does not use spirit guides or any trance-inducing tools. She relies on nothing but her own inner knowing and the energy of the white light of creation. So yes, Bonnie was born with amazing abilities. She has developed though, an intimate connection with herself and the light through this profound personal experience she's had in this life. So Bonnie lived alone in the desert in Arizona for four years, and she spoke to almost no one during that time. And then she expanded her skills and burnt through much of her own interference and ego during those four years. She's taken personal trips where she studied the energy of the pyramids of Egypt and the sacred sites throughout Israel, 
and we'll ask her a bit about that. And in these experiences, she cultivated deeper and deeper connection with Source by realizing the true nature of her own divinity. Bonnie's work has led to the start of the White Raven Center and many other spiritual centers throughout the West Coast of the U.S. And SpiritualAcceleration.com, that is the culmination of everything that Bonnie's discovered and the realms of consciousness that she has expertly explored. She's on the leading edge of the spiritual acceleration movement. And this is a global community of people dedicated to their own personal liberation and supporting others who are on that journey. Her work is like no other in that its transformation is profound, permanent, accelerated beyond expectation. She currently holds regular intensives and professional trainings where she teaches spiritual acceleration techniques and master tracking skills. But welcome, Bonnie. Really glad that you're here. Tell us a little bit, those four years in the desert. Now, you had two times in your life, didn't you, where you were just off on your own and having to face the inner self. So what did you do? You have no TV or radio, is that right? And didn't see anybody unless you went into town for food or just describe what your life was like there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, when I was 19, I went into the mountains. Yes. four, Four years since like that. But the one in, when I went to the desert in 2006, I mean, I had a, a part of me had a belief that if I can go do this and be alone, mm-hmm. and if I could just be with myself and, you know, just unravel whatever and be at peace, I kind of believed that I would reach a state of, you know, consciousness, awareness, enlightenment, whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really like that. It was pretty intense, I have mm-hmm. to tell you. So. I, you know, I don't know too many people that even would spend a week completely alone. I mean, there's a lot of hermits and people that do that, but yeah. it's not something that just your normal person is going to go do, okay? Because you're, there's no interaction, you know, you're in, a, in an energy environment that's in the desert and there's not a lot of distraction happening. So, you know, what happened, I, I think that people, when you just start being with yourself, and I'm not talking like going into meditation or, any distractions, but if you sit with yourself, you're going to feel your body. You're going to feel the turmoil that's still within, okay? Mm -hmm. So that was what I was doing. And, of course, the intention was to bring things to the surface, clear and unravel so the heart can open and be more authentically true self. And, yeah, for most of the time, the only time I ever saw other people were if I went into town, And then probably the last year that I was in the desert, I did spend some time with my sister, you know, occasionally here and there, maybe once every couple of weeks here and there. But that was pretty much it. And I mean, it's an intense experience. I I can remember like walking in my house, talk to myself, ask myself, (laughs) you you know, look what you've done this time, Bon. You know, are you having a good time now? Yeah. So it gets really intense. It gets really uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I, I did it for a reason. My whole, my life has been devoted to awareness, consciousness, waking up, liberation, freedom, you know. So that was just another piece of my journey that brought me to where I am. But what happened there for me, I'm also in a film that's called Awaken Soul to Soul. And the producers actually came to film me. And there was when they were there, the the one of the people they they had asked me 
to help, so I did. But he had all these demonic energies, demons attacking him. So that's what really, really woke me up to the dark force energies. Not that I didn't know them before, but this took it to another level. And once I saw that and started working with that, that's when I started, you know, looking at other people and discovering that there's so much happening with the dark force and there's interferences that people don't understand. Like, for example, Shauna, it's like, I've met a lot of people, you know, you meet these people, they're just sweet, precious beings and they just want to do good. They're, you know, they want to hold light and, and yet they got health issues, financial issues, relationship issues. They just, it's like they just, no matter what they do, there's nothing that shifts them. So, oh, let me see here. Okay, so I'll go back. Oh, yeah, you took some oath vows, allegiances, promises, agreements, contracts, with the powers of darkness for personal gain. What did you do? Oh, we got soul devouring, soul capturing, soul annihilation, soul torturing. We've got sacrifices, human sacrifices. You know what I mean? It just goes on and on, depending on how deep a person goes into using the powers of darkness, it's going to determine how much under attack a person can be. So when you start cleaning these things up, then people's lives change, okay? So there was a time when we really, it, it was difficult to release people from these vows. And because they had done things, they had utilized these powers. And these dark powers are not going to just let you go. So, you know, by um, releasing agreements and contracts, just working that, we're able to now release people from that, those um, agreements and contracts, vows, those. And their lives changed. So that was something that became very clear to me. And then I also really got a true sense of the interferences. You know, sometimes we think about, okay, I have this issue. Maybe I feel shy. Okay. I'm really shy. Well, let's just go in there and see what's really going on. You know what I mean? So it's always going to be past lives, always. In fact, nothing begins in this lifetime. Everything began in past lives. It's just a recreation in this lifetime with the intention to heal it, to be done with it, and move on to the next lesson of the soul and its own evolution. So um, what I learned by being there, because there's no, you know, you're not distracted. There's nothing to be distracted by, okay? And we're talking the desert. It gets really hot, and it does get really cold. So, you know, it's just, it's just that whole environment. But... Um, the things that I woke up to and realized and then my tracking and, and uh, you know, just being able to find sources of where, to, where everything began. But again, it's, it rarely is it just one thing. You know, there's conclusions that we make. We have these past lives and if we do think, just like this lifetime, everybody's done something they have a regret about. Everybody, okay? There's regret, there's shame, there's, you know, um, feeling like we're not a part of, not wanted. So all these things that we've experienced, we're going to bring them here. But my point is, is that you have to get all the pieces in order to release someone completely. And when, and when someone is released from whatever wounding, misperceptions, conclusions, self-punishing, self-undermining, whatever that's in the subconscious, you clear all that out. And then you get all the agreements and contracts out. And then get all the any implants or you know devices, mechanisms, um, different all, all the pieces. When you when you get those released, what happens is the person can't even find the thought of that particular behavior. The reaction is gone. 
gone. Okay, so that's you know that's what the work is really about is get to the core so that it gets unraveled. So your your soul lesson on that is done. You know, and, you, and again, you're not. It's like it's, you don't have that energy and it's just gone. And I you know I know that for myself because of course in my own healing, you know you know how you got feelings and sensation within, but they're just gone. They're just gone. It's over. And when it's not there in your subconscious, you can't attract it to you because you're you're attracting everything from your subconscious. So, you know, it's like it shifts and changes. Well, that's the incredible thing about any energy worker's ability, particularly your accelerators are trained to track what's going on in the subconscious, what's happened in past lives, what's coming in and affecting the person from without, maybe some uh, being kind of sticking to them or it's been bothering their family for a while, energy forms hanging around or in them, and of course, discarnate entities sitting in their body acting like, oh, good, I'll just run this <laughs> body. Oh, this is me. I'm sure it doesn't look like me. That's not my my name but okay but yeah. you just mentioned about sort of feeling uh feeling it's almost sort of a form of self-harm where we're putting ourselves down we're feeling very low self-esteem now i've noticed sometimes there's a mix between the people who go into religion in this life because they planned it that way not blaming anybody I, this happened to me too and so yeah. we we're trained to live in guilt and trained to live in constant self-correction and self-criticism. Now, on top of that, or, or in the mix, we might have had lifetimes in which we exploited. We were in a power position, and we exploited. This is the most bizarre mix to me. <laughs> now, when you pull out the threads of the low self-esteem and whatnot, you pull that out. Are you, is that, that goal, that really pompous expectation that we can tell other people what to do? In other words, the opposite. Is that also pulled out? Yes. So you, it's a behavior thing, you know, it's because all the behaviors are sitting on, on top of something else, some yeah. kind of lack, some kind of self-esteem, some kind of worthiness, some kind of belief of belonging or not belonging, and some kind of trying to control because you've experienced growing up chaos, out of control, you know, so we try to control. So as these woundings or these issues get cleaned up, you you organically and naturally are more heartfelt, meaning, you know, you're not so much um, judging, victim, blaming, all that things that we do, there becomes more heart-centered and then we're no longer having those kinds of behaviors with others. You know, everything changes. Everything. What You know what I mean? It's like of course, there's lots of different components, pieces that we're all dealing with. And yet, when we clean something up, your whole, everything changes. It's like the demeanor changes. People even look different. Wow. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's like people look different sometimes. It's pretty cool. So there, it seems almost like you see something different in their features? Oh, yeah, yeah. Something, there's like a, think about this. You know, when we have all this tension, not even knowing it. You know what I mean? Like, if we got all this Let's just say that we feel like there's something wrong with us, okay? You know, you've heard this. There must be something wrong with me. I must be bad. I don't know what it is. And and so when those feelings aren't there anymore, the body can relax. And as the body relaxes, your face, your tension, everything relaxes. But it also allows for the the life force, the energetic energy frequencies that are that are in us. Those start to flow eat more easily so everything is being uh, nourished in some way you know whether it's on an energy level or nutritionally level or the body absorbs better you know the emotions aren't aren't so wound up and bound up that you're you know you're just tight inside so everything shifts and changes it allows for 
your, um, you know, your uh, better well-being and healthier body and healthier mind and uh, clearer emotions and less reactions, less judgment, less fault finding. Yeah. You know, not making people wrong and victimization or that whole victim thing yeah. that yeah. everybody has. You know, are you <laughs> all feeling, of that? Too. You know, I want to jump in and ask: Are you feeling that the the victimization, identifying with victimhood? And feelings of disempowerment, like, oh, this happened to me. I didn't plan this. This just happened to me. It's not my fault. Are you feeling like that's one big issue that people, if we could crawl out of that, if we could get up from under that, it would change everything? It would, it would, be, it would change the world, okay? Because look, if you just look at the, even just look at the world, what's happening, everybody's blaming somebody else, okay? That's on the big scale. Now, if we just take it down to a personal level, here's the thing, and I know people don't like it when I say this, people get upset, but there really are no victims, okay? So here, think about this. We are all souls evolving. We are evolving. How do we evolve? Through direct experience, okay? You need direct experience to know yourself in these various ways. So we have experiences, but we don't know that we're souls evolving. We're in these bodies. All we can feel and see is that, oh, that guy just ran into my car. He did that to me. He did it. Okay. They're not aware that on an energy level, subconsciously, we are co-creating everything because we're trying to unravel the emotional wounding because that wounding is what keeps recreating the same energy over and over. But it's also where the soul has not stayed in the body and gone through these emotions to the other side. So we're all constantly getting activated. You know, we're all constantly having reactions. We're constantly having judgments. But if people start to understand and realize that, wait a second, I create my reality 100%. This is all about me. And there really are no victims because there's agreements at the soul level. We agree to have experiences, to know ourselves and everything. And then we have these experiences, but we don't remember that we agree to these experiences. And, of course, we're going to feel victimized. Okay, But that victim mentality keeps us completely stuck, and it keeps us recreating more and more and more and more and more victimization. And then there's that part around there's a perverse pleasure in one's suffering. This is, this is for real. I remember when I woke up to that. I can tell you exactly where I was. And I was in, yeah, it doesn't matter where I was. But I woke up to it and it's like, oh, whoa, that was it. I was, I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. So, you know, it's like, oh, wow, I get it. Oh, it hurts so good to hurt so bad. You know, we are identified with it. It's who we are. And people don't want to give up their identity of what, what they think is their identity. They don't want to give that up. Okay. It's like, how many people really do you know, Oceana? It's like, you know, they, it's like, I have suffered more than you. You know what I'm saying? I've suffered so much. People are like proud of their suffering and, and then they want to outdo other people's suffering, you know? So it's like, uh, yeah, I'm the greatest sufferer. I'm the big martyr, you know? And people are attached to this. So they don't like caring that they're creating their reality. They don't like caring that there really are no victims as a co-creation. And those co-creations are agreed upon from all the past experiences that we've never really let ourselves know ourselves in. So the true unwinding happens when the soul is in the body. 
we're going through deep, profound emotional experiences to the point where we lose, there's no thought. We are the emotion so fully that we know it. And as we're in it, even though it could feel like you're going to die, it can feel like your heart is breaking. It can feel like you're shattering. It can feel like you're going crazy, but you just stay there. No thoughts, no the emotion. And then it starts to lift and unravel because the soul now knows that emotion all the way. It has no need to keep recreating it. It got it. So there's something like in loss or abandonment or, or uh, betrayals or, I mean, you know, it's like life. There's always something. Being ostracized and you know, everything, it creates an emotion. So as a soul, the soul wants to know itself because creation is everything. So the journey back to oneness is that journey of the soul knowing itself in every way possible, even in the lightest of light, the darkest of dark. It doesn't really matter. It's just the soul learning. And I want to say something way back is 1994. I'll never forget. I was doing a, um, I was going back, back in time. I was using breath and into going into an altered state using breath and and I went all the way back into the pyramids into Egypt and being an initiate and going into the sarcophagus. When I went to the sarcophagus, I was shown several things. I was shown I was seeing these horses, these guys, these um, knights or whatever they were, warriors on on horses and fighting and arms coming off and the soul the souls right there. It doesn't care what you're doing. It doesn't care if your body's being broken or cut up. It's just the experience. There's no attachment to it. But as the human body and our human experience, we think it's everything, you know, because we're feeling it. But the, clearly, we're not our bodies. And clearly, that part of us that is untouchable, that is eternal, is in the very core of who we are. We all have it. We can all come back, come into that, that, of that which we are of pure awareness there's nothing there there's no trauma drama there's no poor me it's just pure 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 love and light that is who we are that is the eternal and nothing can hurt that you can do it into the body but you can't touch that so you know it's, it's all about the soul's evolution the soul waking up and you know when we learn how to do it shifts happen quite rapidly it's pretty cool well, you know, when you visited the pyramids in Egypt, did you feel that the energy there was full of revelation if somebody was just open to it? I know people have been greatly changed by it. Some of them are healed by being inside a pyramid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. We went to the temples and we did go to the Great Pyramid. We did go up and we had people got to go into the sarcophagus. The temples were, for me, that's where the big stuff was happening. Okay. Like big. Okay, all the different temples. I don't remember the name of them now, but there was a temple uh, like where, the, where you face your fear. And there was, uh, this is where they had the crocodiles down in the water, down in wells, and, and the initiates would have to enter the water. I mean, these crocs are like, you know, they're not something to play mess with, okay? What was interesting, though, was the trip, Oshana, when we, when we got there with the boat, we come off, and we were starting to gather, and these guys started coming over with machine guns. They were afraid. They didn't know what we were, you know, they didn't want us to do what we were doing. So all I did was just start talking to the one guy and pretty soon we're sharing a photo with him or whatever. And he even had a cigarette and it's like, you know, we all were hanging out and then they, they let us do whatever we wanted to do. But 
that energy of fear, you know, they came with these guns and like really intense. Okay. And then, I mean, there were different temples were different, lots of different things were happening. So there was the temple of Ascension. I need to find this picture because we were there and I was shown where to go. So we, we went right to a certain area and there was people, our, our peoples were taking pictures. And then I did a thing where we were releasing energy. And then they start, they took a picture right afterwards and there were hundreds of orbs in these pictures, mm. hundreds. <laughs> okay. It was, it was like unbelievable. Okay. But it was awesome. So that was, that happened, but every place we went was a different experience yeah. and something different would happen. People, oh, we were at the ice, the temple of Isis. So I didn't know this, but the temple of Isis. You know, we arrive and we're all looking around and then there the guy that was showing us different things, they were gathering and I was with the, with one of the women and we were walking back and all of a sudden my body started getting like all tweaking out. I felt like I was going to throw up and I didn't know what was happening. So we went over to the group and I sat down and the guy was, the man started saying, well, the temple used to be a quarter mile that way. Mm-hmm. Then I knew. I knew it. I knew it was being asked of me, and my mind's going, "This is impossible. This is impossible." What they wanted was they wanted me to realign the energy that quarter mile to where the temple was. So they they removed it. They rebuilt it brick by brick, so to speak. And because they the Nile, they started going underwater, so that's why they moved it. So I had the whole the whole group. We all just worked with that. And it realistically, it wasn't really that hard because when you're talking. A quarter mile on, you know, from the heavens, that's like nothing. You know what I'm saying? So all we did was just realigned it to be where it was, and everything opened up in that temple. The energy shifted and changed. People were laughing, and we went back into the temple, back into where the where you put stuff on or whatever. Went back in there, and everything felt different. You know what I mean? So the energy shifted. So the temples, though, this is where all the initiates went. And the P, the people that were in this group, everyone was having past life memory, especially after we shifted the, the energy. And I remembered many of these people, they remembered me back in the, back in the temples. It was, a, it was awesome. It was really oh, beautiful. They remembered you. What do you mean from another life? From that life, from back in the temples when we were high priestess, when we were initiates in the oh, temple. Oh my word. How yeah, phenomenal. over, you know, 8,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, trippy. How, where did that message come from to realign the energies? Was that were there guardians, spirit guardians? Well, what happened? What ha- this is this, okay. Remember how I always get the knowing? Yeah, that's just how it works for me. So, you know, I'm over there. Like I said, I'm feeling like I'm going to pass out. I feel like I'm being nauseous. But when the man, when the guy said the temple was over there, and we moved the bricks, you know, brick by brick, I got it right then and there. I knew. Oh, that. That's why I started talking, you know, to them. It's like my higher levels, God consciousness, whatever. It's like, I can't, this is, this is not possible. You know what I mean? And so I just, but they wouldn't leave me alone until I did it. And so then we did. And then everything calmed down. And then every time we went to a different place and something needed to be done, all of a sudden I start getting that same feeling. And I know, great, I'm supposed to do something. I wouldn't know till I got where it was. And then I would do whatever I was, had that knowing to do. So it came, oh, you know, it came direct. And then at that point, your past life memory started coming up, or had you already had that? Connection? Well, I had, I had already had, but it became even more, yeah. even yes. more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh yeah, my gosh. it was a trip. It just opened so much up for everybody. We, everyone would just, they were so excited. You know what I mean, Oshana? It's just like you're having these memories and you're, you're going around the temple and you're talking about, oh, yeah, we were here. Remember this? It was a trip. It was a trip. Wow, that sounds absolutely Very cool. amazing. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had memories of being at Atlantis or Lemuria? Yeah, Atlantis. I remember Atlantis. And I remember, I actually remember like this massive light. I remember a light kind of thing happened and everything just kind of like something major happened. And that was where I, you know, where I think must have killed me or whatever, because I just saw the light and like, boom, like that. And that's all I remember is all the light. But yeah, Atlantis for sure. Mm. Do you think you were a priest scientist there or healer or do you have any sense of your role? Yes, and those, yeah, so a lot of my incarnations, not, maybe not the early ones, of course, but I have so many lifetimes, Oshana, of being some kind of shaman, healer, you know what I mean? Like something that does something with the, with alternative, with, with the energy, the frequencies, the things of that nature, and being a teacher and high priestess, and then also priests, and you know, just the, the people that were leading and teaching people, you know? So I've got lots and lots of those memories, lots. Oh, I mean, yeah, clearly. Yeah, you're yeah. a teacher. <laughs> What's that? Sorry? Yeah. yeah. Clearly, just really quickly, Oshano, here's my training in, in shamanism, okay? okay? This is what I mean. It's in us. This is why people, are, they have these natural abilities. It's like it's, they just do it. They know what to do. So my train, we were in Hawaii. A woman was coming over, and my business partner said, Bonnie, you need to do a soul retrieval. I'll go, what? She goes, don't worry about it, because she already knew how I was. Don't worry. So the woman comes and, and she, Molly says, okay, Bonnie, you need to lay down next to her, make sure you're in body contact. And she starts drumming and that was it. I went down and I found the piece, made a trade mm-hmm. for the what had her and I pulled her back up and brought her back and that was my training. So from there, this is where I'm at now, okay? Oh my God, how mind-blowing. The training was exactly, you know, on, on the job learning. Um, so you do those trades with ETs as well, isn't that right? If they're using somebody or... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a lot of, most ETs, when there's an implant, um, take it out. And a lot of the ETs are really easy to deal with. There's a particular group that is not easy to deal with. Those are the ones that, you know, these, this particular group that I'm looking at, they're connected with our government. Yes, yeah. They're in with our government, okay? Guaranteed. And these guys are, are, you know, they're, they're pretty gnarly. But I can always find what they need and want, and I can always do a trade, giving them what they need. Yeah. So that, okay. that works pretty well. Do you yeah. give them the, something they value? Um, something they value. Yeah. yeah, that would be it. Something that they value, something that would give them power over other, some different things that, you know, things that they're not interested in simple things. You know what I mean? They, don't, yeah. they, want, they want power. Yeah. And they're a worried species. And it's all about power and taking over and being more potent, that kind of thing. So depending on what I need, you know, depends on how much of a trade, how big the trade is once we, once that happens. But, yeah. but yeah. you know, those are the worst ones I've come across. Of course, you got all your, like, um, reptilian species. Like, I discovered that way back, and that was, like, 1986 or 87. That's when I discovered the... The reptilian species, reptilian world. I was a reptilian. One of my people that I was first learning uh, how to do a removal, discarnate removal, and I would talk to them. 
and the guy was in there. I have I have it recorded from way back, but he called himself the Emerald Prince. But he was from that particular what I call the the reptilian world. Dan, yeah, it's yeah. a little intense. Um, we've had world <laughs> leaders who are who are reptilian, and sometimes people yeah. see them shape shift, and royal family yep. members here and there. Yeah, very intense situation. Um, I don't despair. I feel that there's a ton of light coming into the planet, and that we will move up vibrationally and that we are and that's one of the reasons why we see so much intensity but before i ask you about the world situation tell us briefly about israel about your time there and did you tap into a past life there as well israel was phenomenal okay so the first place i went was the wailing wall the moment i went to the wall put my hands on the wall all of a sudden the jesus presented mm-hmm. and he showed me all the prayers because if you if you haven't been the wall it's got little nooks and crannies and for all these you know a couple thousand years people would put in their little notes in there yes so all over you know these prayers are going in so he showed me all the prayers going up because people are praying you know praying to god praying for what whatever it is that they want so i saw that and then um there were several places he showed me where he cast the demons into the pigs and then sent them into the water to drown, whatever. We went to the well where Mary was, you know, spoken to. And, but the biggest thing that happened for, and also at the Jordan River, he wanted me to do something there. And I asked, I thought, why don't you just do it? And he goes, because it needs to be done from this dimension here. Mm-hmm. So I did some, some clearing with that. But then at the, at the rock where he broke bread, I was with a friend. And we come in and I, we sit down and the rock's now roped. You can't all ever touch it. It's worn from hands touching it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I sit down and all of a sudden I feel him. I start crying. He goes, he says to me, why are you crying? You should be rejoicing at our reunion. Mm-hmm. And then I had past life memory of being there. Okay. So, you know, it was like pretty phenomenal, huge experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was like, it shifted me. It changed me. Oh, and then, then he says to me, it's time to come off the mountain. Because, see, I do this thing where I isolate and I'll be by myself. And because it's time to it's time to be among the people. So I get back. We get back and we get a notice that we have to move. Well, Shana, I couldn't find a place to move. Oh, wow. I had to stay at people's houses. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I mean? It was part of that whole thing was I was forced to be among the people in that way. And then what happened is uh, probably many, many months later, I finally found uh, found a place. But then we ended up, that's where I got the, the big center, the Renaissance Center on 14 acres and a nine-bedroom house. And we had people living at the center. So now all of a sudden, I am living in communities, okay? wow. big communities. Yeah gardens all kinds of stuff but yeah that was very traumatized and i felt like i had been forsaken <laughs> for real okay. you know what throw me off the mountain you put me among the people you know <laughs> yeah, but it's difficult for an empath i mean surely you know uh, yeshua you know jesus of nazareth <clears throat> discovered that himself he must have been highly highly empathic because he always saw people's intentions he read them whether they were speaking right. them or not and he also knew when somebody needed something from him or when they were ill and needed help or direction in life. 
Um, mm -hmm. He must know, you know, he would go separate. He would go apart from people mm -hmm. to pray or what have you. But maybe he, he feels it's just such an intense time on the planet that people with your sort of skills just can't isolate. Your abilities are badly needed. I just, I find it, even though I enjoy doing sessions with people, individual sessions are a bit tiring, maybe because I'm picking up yeah. so much. Have you felt that when you when you work with people individually? Yeah, it's, it's intensely draining. I mean, it's exhausting. So, I mean, if it wasn't for exhaustion, I would actually do more. I mean, I have a deep desire to help, and my body can only handle so much. So you do the session, and... Because it's like I go into altered states and yes. I'm entering other time space dimensions, even though I'm right here, you see me, but another part of me is just doing and traversing and tracking and finding and it's just like, it's just like a wipeout, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I, I do private sessions, but I, I like the group stuff because I'm reaching more people. The only difference is, is it goes deeper on a private session because you're tracking an individual. And yet, you know, you can still help a lot. So this is why I keep creating different things. Like I, in the, the chakra series, one chakra, we just massively put out many, 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 you know, like maybe 75 issues. We figure that out, you know, which changes people. But just finding the way to work easier and maintain energy, but also being able to make a difference, you know, helping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's very draining, Oceana. Like yeah, very draining. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. I've even spoken to a few no. famous <laughs> channelers who said I'm exhausted after a session, and I was sort of like, okay, good. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so you know, the world is really in turmoil right now. Why do you think we are in such a place as we are in the U.S. with this election coming up? These two men who are in their 80s or almost. And um, neither of them seem too sensible. What the heck? What is going on from what you can see? Yeah. Okay. So, Oshana, I've been tracking the world because I saw things back in 1976. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was shown the future. Yeah. Okay. And everything that's happening is that. Okay. So this is the divine plan unfolding. Here's the thing. The new paradigm we're not fully in it all the way, but we're, you know, remember we're at the precipice of it. The light is shining differently. So what's happening is everything of darkness, everything of negativity, things that are not of love, they have to come to the surface. And this is what you clearly, this is what's happening. Not just out there with the, you know, these guys that are running for president, but the, the battles, the wars and personal lives, everything is in chaos. And I saw this way back. It's going to take crisis and chaos for people to stop doing what they're doing and wake up, you know? So this is all about the waking up. It's, it's the frequency. It's the going, this is the shift of the ages. We are moving into that lighter frequency where the vibration will not sustain hatred and greed and the ugliness that people have inside. It won't, it's not going to happen. So what's happening is the darkness is being lifted from everyone. So what are they doing? Blame, 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 blame. I'm in crisis. I'm starving. I'm, you know, I'm hurting. I'm angry. But it's all your fault, okay? People are still asleep. They don't understand that they're creating their own reality. But it doesn't matter because the darkness is being lifted up. That's what's up. It's like a magnet. Of, the light is like a magnet pulling up the behaviors 
This is why we're seeing people doing what they're doing. It's pulling up all the darkness, all the the jealousies and envies and prejudices and the hatreds and all everything we are seeing is inside of people's subconscious. It has to come up in order for it to shift so we can step into that new paradigm. So these guys, you know, the old the, the, these older men that are running for president, it's all this battle and what's happening too at, on some level, like when I'm looking at the energy, there's a, there's actually a lot of draconian energy. There's also like um like reptilian energy that are all in these guys. You know that there's a frequency there, and it's just this not a real good energy. It's a negative energy, okay. But again, if you don't see it, you won't know it exists. So everything, like everything, is now being revealed on something. Not everything, but. Most things, many, many, many things, they're now being revealed in a way that were never possible before. Now people are becoming even more aware of what things they would have never known. And the re the revealing is happening. So that's part of the what's happening with the light, shining light. And, you know, it's like everything still has, we're not through everything yet, Oceana. You know, I'd love to say, oh, yeah, we'll be through this and everything's going to be hunky-dory. That's not what's up. We're still going down. You know, there's still lots of dark energies. We're not through the darkness yet. And so that's the battle that's happening. There's, it's a battle of light and dark, for real. And, you know, here's the thing. I already know, with, unequivocally, without a doubt, as you know, the light will prevail. Yes. It just may take some time. You know, it may not be in my lifetime, but it will prevail, guaranteed. Because nothing is greater than that. But and But what happens, though, is... It has to be, it has to be brought up so that it can be shifted and changed and transformed and transmuted so that the darkness doesn't live in the subconscious of humanity. You know, we have to open the heart and, and, and have that and start connecting with who we really are, which is that, you know, that, that frequency of pure love and light that we, everyone is that. I don't care how asleep you are. It's still there. It's who you are. So that's what's being, you know, trying to be awakened. And, and by going through these really intense places, it forces people to go into the depths of their own sadness, their own uh, despondency, their own, like, helpless and hopeless, because it's forcing them to hit these emotional places that will only, if you won't go there, then we're going to make you go there, okay? So crisis, 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 and then it forces people, then they go through, and energy lifts, and then their their frequency shifts and changes. So it, you know it's the same journey for everyone. We're all doing the same thing. It just looks different, different yeah. stories. What is coming up for me as you're saying that is it's in a sense a journey to release this the ego mind which we needed to survive in 3D for a long time. It's full of survival tactics, but it also mm -hmm. sees everything outside the body as a possible danger. So yeah. we are releasing that and realizing oneness. And like you say, if we let go of the hatred and the greed, we stop treating other people like somebody we got to steal from or be edgy around and uh, maybe not like too much, etc. And we're just releasing that and saying, you know, we all flow from that same stream of light that flows through, through the universe. But I totally agree that we are not getting there by everything being all fluffy and nice and sunny and joyous. We're getting there via shock treatment, which sounds dreadful, but... I don't know how else the human race, which is so given to separation and that edginess and competitiveness, I don't know how else we would wake up en masse. Right. 
I'm, and even in my own life, in my own world, Oceana, it's like, I do talk to my higher level. And I've said many times, you don't have to sucker punch me. You don't have to take me down. I'll get it. Yeah. But then we don't get it because we're, we don't know what it is. And it has to do something to hit that emotional body. Mm-hmm. And that's how it works. Like I've been saying, okay, I'll do my work. I promise. Okay. And, and what happens, you know? Oh, then I'm in, you know, oh, find another layer of something, you know, and go through that and then clear that up. And, oh, wow, okay, I get it now. Then the heart feels more open. We have more compassion, more caring, you know, for for humanity. But that's, if, if we couldn't get it, we can't get it without going through it. Yeah. That's the bottom line, unfortunately. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's what it's going to look like. People are going to get sucker punch, so to speak, you know, you're going to get the rug pulled out because it's like we can't get it because it's so anchored deep in the subconscious. It's coming from these past lives. And we kept pushing it down, pushing it down, never went away. And now here it is and it's coming up and it's going to take, and seriously, it's going to take crisis. But what I would say about that though is the moment you can feel your emotions, have them go through them, surrender to them. And you get your get your work done, get your lesson done, and move on. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't fight it. Yeah, I was just going to say, people are probably thinking, "Oh, I give up. How do I, you know, go through my stuff?" And you've just answered it. If I see these children on democracynow.org, because that's a an amazing news source, they don't sanitize like what the networks do. They show you the children who are crying and who have lost a limb and who are, you know, still have blood on their clothing. Very intense. And I can only watch so much of it. But if the tears come up, I let them come up. And I think, okay, Mm -hmm. I've been through war in different lives. I've been through loss. And just let it come up. And if if something sparks that, if it draws it, yeah, yeah, cry it out. Yeah. At times of, of recently of letting stuff out, I'm thinking, wow, really? Did I go through that? And I get a yes, you did go through that in another life, and it's yeah. got to come up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've known it all, I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. Not, this is not our first rodeo for no. anybody. Okay. No. 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 Now no, we got to. Right. And now we have to face all the, all the things we've done, all the atrocities we've done to others and we've done to us. So that the soul levels can be releasing all these traumas so we can step into the new paradigm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to be like, okay, nothing ever bad or sad will happen. It's not it. But it's our relationship to it. And rather yes. than, oh, I don't like you because you you have brown skin or black skin or white skin or whatever, okay? And I hate you because of your whatever. It's like, really? That won't be happening. No. That's not what will be happening. No. Yeah, we've got to get past that, haven't we? And uh, I know two of my um, co-hosts are always saying that. And Mm -hmm. if if we're going to get visitors from elsewhere in the galaxy, if they're green or blue, how are we going to get along with them is what they're always saying. (laughs) If we can't get along with black or yellow, red or white or whatever. And um, yeah, 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 it's a good question. I mean, really, it's all creation, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing but that. If people are thinking that God's up there, and you're you're not bad or whatever. It's like that's not something. Everything there's nothing but creation. Mm-hmm. There is nothing but that. Yeah. And if people start waking up to that instead of going, oh, I don't like you because you think differently or I have a different whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if we have this understanding and knowing there's nothing but that, mm-hmm. and then same in you, same in me. Yeah. We all want the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're all going the same place. You know, it's like let's let's get on the same side. You know, and we can do so much more together. Rather than separately. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think a lot of people are coming to that, but um, maybe in ways they didn't expect. And that's okay. That's what these energies coming in are leading us to. Absolutely. So so what you and your team do, Bonnie, at spiritualacceleration.com is help individuals get particularly through the stuck places in their own lives, in their own spirit, mm-hmm. and their own subconscious. And so we, we do encourage people go to spiritualacceleration.com. I recommend it all the time. And just go to where you see, you know, the team, the accelerators, and, and uh, you can book a session there with them or with Bonnie. Absolutely amazing work. I can't believe some of the revelations I've gotten in sessions with accelerators, let alone the energy work that they've offered me. And things have really shifted. I think I told you recently I had a session with Michael Higgins, and he got a lot of dark force interference out of there. And uh, that had come in when I was younger, yeah. If you ever had a time in your life where you felt really depressed or you were a tiny child in a trauma situation, an abuse situation, and, and it could happen in this or any life. When you're out cold because of a surgery or what have you, illness, that's a very vulnerable place. And yeah, you can get interferences coming in. So uh, I really encourage people, everybody, just look into it at least. They've got recorded clearings of the member site. They've got the healing clinic. You don't have to spend a lot of dough. And then with the YouTube channel, uh, you and I do that energy update every month, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the month, Spiritual Acceleration YouTube channel. You know, it's just, uh, it's all there. If if it's something you're interested in, I would encourage people, please do look into it because these are intense times we're in. They're very intense mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets yeah. out of this unscathed and untouched. And, no, you will not. Yeah, the you more you not. have to learn, uh, the more is going to come up for you right now. And that's a lot of people, yep. you know, myself included. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I just had a, we had a memorial here for my brother and yeah. along one of my, when I had the Renaissance Center, uh, one of the facilitators was there. I hadn't seen him in years and he came and he was just like so thrilled to be able to reconnect because there were many people from the center here and that was part, my brother was a part of that, but mm-hmm. he, um, he was just so, he was in such a dark place. So I, he asked, he reached out he left and reached out, asked for help. So I couldn't do anything, but I went ahead and con- and let my, so three pe- three men accelerators work with, worked with him on Sunday. Each one did, dip, you know, saw him and he, con- he contacted me and said he had a, like profound shifting, profound. Mm-hmm. He was in such a dark place. He just couldn't only function. It's here in California, Bay Area. So um, I had that center for 13 years. We had a lot, we had hundreds of people. But anyway, we had facilitators and that had learned the work back then, which is not the same. Okay, my mom went to the desert after that and my work changed, but I hadn't seen him for a while and then it just totally changed his life. Just like that. Oh, fantastic. It's so interesting because so many people have an emotional or physical issue that they've never quite been able to crack. And sometimes it only takes one, maybe, you know, just two sessions with an accelerator and then it's cleared. It's out of you, it's gone for good. Absolutely yep. amazing. Yeah. Like magic. Yeah. Um, it's experience. not magic, it's just energy. It's, yeah, it's just energy work. Absolutely. Well, it's really been great to have you on. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Huge blessings. Thank you so much for your work. And again, it's spiritualacceleration.com. And you can find them on the group page on Facebook as well. Consciousness Unleashed is the podcast. Yeah. So you can find that yeah, as that, well. Those yeah, are good I fun. think that's the YouTube. Yeah, I think that's the YouTube channel. Is it channel as well? Unleashed. Okay. Yeah, it'll be a 
know, the YouTube channel, you can find all kinds of, you'll see me from way back, like way back, <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> okay. And then Insta, yeah. Uh, yeah. spiritual acceleration on Instagram. So thank you so much yeah. and huge blessings. And well, um, Oceana, always, as always, always Oceana, I love spending time with you. It's so oh. fun. It's so fun. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. Uh, mutual and uh, huge blessings. <laughs> and I hope we'll see you again on the show. Many blessings. Okay, so that was our pre-recorded interview. Bonnie lives on the East Coast, and I always try to give people the option, if they're on the East Coast of the U.S. or Canada, to do a pre-recorded interview. If anybody has any questions or comments on the panel, the co-hosts, um, you know, anything po that popped up for you that you would like to comment on, or if any of our listeners would like to call in, if you've got a question or comment, again, the number is 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. And again, that we were speaking with Bonnie Saratori of spiritualacceleration.com. So um, I don't know if anybody's got any comments. If not, we'll just go on to the energy updates. Um, well, but, Caroline. Yes, go ahead. Um, when when she was talking about bear medicine, it brought bear up. Medicine. Okay. I I just want to tell this little story about bear medicine. Um, okay. I spent two years at a healing center in Four Corners, <clears throat> and um, my friend there that it was her healing center. She told a story about a friend of hers, and this friend decided to go on a vision quest for two years. Oh, wow. A very remote place in the Alaskan outback, you might say. And he went there on a helicopter. The helicopter dropped him off, and he didn't see another helicopter for two years. And it was nighttime, and he didn't know where he was going. He was just doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And he fell into this like hole in the earth. And uh, mm -hmm. it was late at night. So he just stayed there and he took off his pack and went to sleep. And it was the bear's sleeping place. And the bear came back and got to the edge of the place where he could tell there was something going on there. And he took a look down there and he just sat on his haunches and he said, hmm. and he just sat there and he waited and he waited the whole night until oh. this guy got up. And then the guy got up and he got out of the lair and he took his backpack and then the bear, he got in there and he went to sleep. <laughs> and he, oh. Became became friends with this bear over those years, and I mean, the bear rescued him from a number of things. Oh my uh, gosh! So I'm just saying what she was talking about that brought that brought a, a whole story, and I thought I'd share it with everyone. So thank you, Cheryl. Thank yeah, you. yeah. And oh, what, I'm so glad he was okay. <laughs> I mean, well, it takes courage, doesn't it? Yeah. Takes courage yeah. to do stuff. Yeah. 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 And uh, that, that just 
brings up that more modern story, the Tin Man, right? Did you see yes. that? It was a TV series. And then the Tin Man, he had to have courage. <laughs> yeah. No, it was the lion. Oh, it, was, it was the lion. It was the lion. Um, something just that just struck me is, you know, Bonnie went into the wilderness living not, you know, she had shelter. She was in like a mobile home or something, but um, that her mother owned. But uh, she went into the wilderness, quote unquote, kind of metaphorically, for a while to face herself, you know, as, as Yeshua did. And um, I, I just think it's it's a fascinating issue. This is something we were talking about early on in the in the interview that she had these two times in her life when she just put her took herself apart from. Uh, the craziness of modern life and uh, wanted to just fa- purely face herself. And I think maybe that was part of what Yeshua was doing as well when he went into the desert. Um, yeah. Which they talk about in, um, in the new Testament, but uh, it's, it's a very, very interesting story. And, and the story about uh, realigning the energies of the temple of Isis totally amazed me and then once she was able to do that everybody's memories of having been there before in the ancient world eight thousand years ago started flooding back and uh, i thought that was just an amazing beautiful story yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yes it was wonderful to listen to bonnie again she's she's really something yeah she's terrific i guess due to time we'd better get a move on here with uh, energy updates. I don't really have one except to say that um, I'm almost getting used to this feeling of just almost being overwhelmed by the energies and feeling some days exhausted. Some days I'll just feel really joyful. I'll have a feeling of joyfulness and lightness in my heart space, supposedly for no reason. It just sort of comes in. It's probably the, the light coming in. And other days are harder. And I think that we're we're just all cleaning house energetically. And that's going to just continue. Um, and the solar flares, mind-blowing. Um, but uh, Micah, if you or Penny would like to offer, uh, or Randy would like to offer a uh, an energy update. Let me see here. Um, Penny, if you'd like to offer. Oh, Micah. Okay, there he is. <laughs> I'll ahead, take Micah. the talking stick, Caroline. Thank you. Okay, great. And greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Well, just adding on to your update, Caroline, uh, in the past 24 hours, there have been two massive X-class solar flares emerging from a massive sunspot on the left northern part of the sun. So I advise everyone, make sure to take rest when your body tells you and drink lots of good, clean, pure pure water. And in recent developments with the Keshe Foundation, the race for world peace has now begun in earnest with three of the main superpowers of the world to begin their research and development programs with the new cosmic ray transmutation plasma science and space technology. China, the United States, and Iran will uh, all be at the forefront, leading the way for the world in the development and implementation of this new technology. As Mr. Kesh has told us, we have barely begun to stand, let alone walk, in terms of the knowledge of the universe and all of creation. 
and there are thousands of steps ahead of us. With that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Okay, thank you so much, Micah. That's always very fascinating to hear what's going on with Mr. Cash. And that will be really something if we can all align that way. Yes, absolutely. So Penny, we'll pass the talking stick to you now. Yeah, okay, thanks, uh, Caroline. Um, I appreciated what you said about fee, uh, feeling joyful. Um, I feel that more times than not uh, these days. Uh, when I yesterday I drove into town for rehearsal, I and when I get in the car, I always say, "Okay, you guys, you know, help me get there. I don't need any traffic lights stopping me." Okay. And yesterday I only had one out of a potential of about eight, and I I just giggle when this happens all the time, and I just when I'm driving up the light changes. It's awesome. <laughs> I just love it when that happens too, you know, and just seeing people and getting people to smile. Cause I think I must be walking around with a perennial grin on my face, you know, when I'm in the stores, I, but I also make a, a point of smiling at people too, and getting the responses and the responses are very quick before you kind of got a, a bit of a shady look, but now it's not like that. It's it's an immediate response. And so there's something going on under the surface um, all the time, too. And uh, and thinking about this question today, um, this afternoon, I put I chose some pieces be just because I can see the discussions coming along that are indicating people are thinking about all the changes that are here. One person, for example, wrote a story about how one of the provinces in China uh, implemented a development model uh, with, the, with the help of the main government, of course, and within a matter of uh, five or six years became um, an active um, unit on the, in the extension of the Silk, World, Silk, uh, Silk Road project and ended up with people who, who were all working and who had been lifted above uh, the poverty level that they were in. And it, it, yes, it took a lot of organization and so on, but it's a model that can be used elsewhere. So, um, but it involves people not being tied up in their own egos. So maybe there's part of the, the story there. Um, and a guy called Robert Becker is asking, is America great enough to learn great lessons from the great Trump debacles? And that he 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 uh, talks about the 10 failures and he's got 10 suggestions about what to do about it. It's it's. People are thinking about these things right now, too. Uh, that's not so much. A good, good. And then Chicago is suing big oil for climate deception and damages. Really? You know, that's a, that's a big um, uh, that's a big change. It's the city itself. Now, the, the cynics among us, I suppose, could say, well, what's in it for Chicago and so on. But uh, according to what they're saying, then there's a, problems with the environment. There's problems with the water. And we all know those kinds of things, too. And then here's one I haven't heard anybody mention yet. And uh, the. Uh, what he, the governor Tony Evers of Wisconsin, 
He signed into law a new legislative maps, marking a significant stride towards competitive elections. In other words, there's been a very concerted effort to end gerrymandering. And I think all these things are just awesome. You know, so some of the other stuff I'm not going to worry too much about, except to say I'd like to send, I'm going to send out an article about um, the international court that's going on because there are the United States and the, its politicians are defending Israel's occupation and civilian casualties. And then in another article, there's 50 countries now going wanting to take Israel to court for what it's doing. But there's a magnificent picture here. And that's one of the things that attracted me to this. It shows an internal picture of the International Court of Justice. And it's, it's a fantastic building. And there's uh, 16 or 17 judges all in this uh, very narrow arc of a desk at the front, and they're facing all the people in the room. It's a fantastic picture. And uh, so that's where we've – I don't know where Lady Nada sits in all of this, but this is the place. This is her, her workspace. And it would be nice to um, be nice to be able to see if she was in there. And they're also attached to that is – Palestine uh, at the ICJ, and then one of the lawyers is saying that permanent occupation is a legal oxymoron. So, so you know, those are interesting articles, and people are speaking out uh, very sharply now about what's going on. So that was an energy outlet. These are the sources of inspiration I'm looking for for all of us too to know and and the things that um, we know about the starships in the sky, all I have to do is go out at night and look. And the stars are twinkling all over the place. And uh, the Goldies move when I talk to them, and it's pretty awesome to go out and talk to them. So anyway, I'm just saying there's lots to be thankful for too. So I'm just passing that along as part of my report too. So that's the end. Wonderful. Thank you, Penny. Very, very interesting. I didn't know that about Chicago. And, mm. um, yeah, some very beautiful points there. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, oh, and just another one. I, it was yeah. one of the states over on the East Coast is is uh, taking um, the law into its hands, finally doing something about this uh, the geo, uh, geoengineering that's going on in the sky. I don't know how successful they can be given that it's going on in all the states around them, yeah. but they're consciously working towards seeing the end of it. And I didn't mention that. So I'm sorry I interrupted you, but these are great things going on just a little bit here and a little bit there. And I get them from several sources too. Can't find it all in one place. So anyway. Yeah. Thank you so much. It It is invaluable to have this information, I feel, because, um, you know, it might be somebody could say, oh, well, that's just one state, but it has to begin somewhere. And it's sure as heck not going to begin on a national level to begin with, just not to start with. Yes. Um, so then if more states follow, then it, it, you know, the Supreme Court or Congress has to look at it. And I think we're also on the precipice of asking ourselves on this planet, where is justice that extends to everyone? That's basically these 50 countries lining up behind South Africa, that's basically what they're saying. Where's divine justice? 
mm-hmm. what they're saying without really coming out and saying it, you know, international, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. interglobal justice. So, yeah. Uh, can I add mm-hmm. on to what you said about justice, Caroline? Yeah, uh, sure. Because t- th- these last two days, um, uh, Julian is uh, Julian's fate is in the hands of some crooked people. And um, um, I was alerted to the amount. Oh, Julian Assange. Yes. Julian Assange. Yes. And yes. I was I, I was alerted to the latest Ella, Amanda Ellis one uh, report. And I read uh, YouTube and I read uh, listen to that. It's an hour and 27 minutes. And she was um, reading the, you know, reading the cards, et cetera, et cetera, to find out how this was going to end. And she couldn't she couldn't really read it, but she she said it was pretty evenly balanced. I think that was her final assessment. It was pretty e- mm. easily balanced between the dark and the light. And one of the comment and she had the energy of Ashtar in there at one time. And he was wondering why humanity was getting in such a dither because he'd sent one of his best men in to deal with this issue of revealing uh, the complete the uh, uh, complicity of the United States in every negative situation that's going on the planet, and all will be well. And then he carried on doing what he was doing. And I I beg to say that it isn't about whether or not uh, Julian Assange dies. I mean, yes, it's about that. But um, when people like Chris Hedges and John Pilger are saying that this case is relevant to the not just to the freedom of the journalist but to the freedom of expression to all of us that is a major that is a major issue too just as bad as gaza as as strong as yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah so I, I just wanted to add that in so it's yeah. still the the jury is literally out on that and i checked a yeah. little while ago and there's nothing they say that it may take till march to come up to some kind of a judgment and the cynic in me says, right. That means they've got to, they've got to uh, consult all with all the people that are in the control room behind the, behind the screen, you know? So yes. You know, yes. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, now you. I'll stop. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Penny. Yeah. And R- Randy, did you have um, an energy update you'd like to share? We'll pass that talking stick to you. Thanks, Caroline. I got an email today. It said, is it just me? Or has anyone else been feeling really weird lately, like I can't sleep? And when I do, I have really vivid dreams, but also bad memory. Nothing feels real. Time is going by so fast, but so slow, I can't generally feel like I can't function properly. Now that's happening to hundreds and hundreds of people all over the world. This has to do with not only the solar flares that are going on, it has to do with the cosmic energy that's going on. It has to do with the fact that every single emotion that we've buried as humanity has to come to the surface to be healed. Now remember, coughing is a healing mechanism. Coughing breaks up congestion and expels toxemia and debris. Sneezing is also a healing mechanism. Inflammation is a healing mechanism. Diarrhea is a healing mechanism. Vomiting is a healing mechanism. Instead of fearing these mechanisms and trying to stop them with drugs or other alternatives, we should ask ourselves, what is my body trying to heal from? 
This is the thing right now. There are ascension symptoms happening to millions of people. The people that aren't truly awake, they're running to their doctor. The doctor is giving them more pills. It's not fixing anything. Then I have one simple, (coughs) excuse me for a second, thing to say. Do you really believe that the trillion-dollar cancer industry is researching a way out to put themselves out of business? People are wondering why are all these offices closing, medical centers, all sorts of things. But no one is asking the question, are they closing because the doctors and nurses and people that work there were forced to put a poison into their body and now their health is compromised and they can't work? And we're going to see more of this as we progress along the way. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a way to fix something. Remember, nature can provide us with everything we need. All we have to do is fix the inner emotional symptom. And the root cause of that symptom that we have created within ourselves and as a humanity. So there's a whole bunch of cosmic things happening and they're going to continue to happen. And like I say, if you can't sleep, do something constructive. Read a book. Don't put your face in front of the TV. That's going to not do anything. It's going to poison your mind even more. Do something constructive. Drink lots of water and let the body go to sleep when it wants to go to sleep. I pass a talking stick. Okay, thank you so much, Randy. A lot of people are facing sleeplessness right now. There's no question, yes. And it is vexing to a lot of people. And it is also true, we're going through detox. We're going through 3D detox. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So, uh, Raman Tara, we'll pass that talking stick to you, and we'll see what's going on with the Faction 3 White Knights. And um, I hope it's... Doesn't have to be exciting. It would be nice if it was just good news. That would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and welcome. Thank Greetings. you, Greetings. Um, I was gonna just pick up on that thought that Penny brought up about Julian Assange. And Rama's gonna read the whole story there, but um he's been told by his faction three white knights that the galactics are going to land physically all over the world. And I know we don't want to say dates, but they're saying it's 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 yeah. a, it's been stated as a fact. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And that I don't want to hear the word soon. I know, but I'm dancing pretty good, don't you think? <laughs> a- amen to that. I don't want to hear it either. Yeah, you you have avoided it. Thank you, Tara. (laughs) Yeah, she's pretty good at dancing sometimes. (laughs) When needed, sure. Aren't we all? Yes, but but the fact that that was factually stated is a big deal. And uh, uh, 
It's on the board. Let's put it that way. And, uh, I, I just, I know that because I've seen physical, fully decloaked starships and it changes your life forever. Uh, we have a friend, his name is Chin. He came, comes on our conference calls on Friday nights and Saturday nights. <laughs> he and his whole family, uh, was it on New Year's Eve or something? It was in Florida, but the whole block that he was on were out outside looking at these fully decloaked starship in right up over their not very far over their heads, like right above the trees. And I mean they're looking at it and they're all sitting there, his kids, his wife, himself, and all the neighbors. I mean, and that changes your life. It's just just in other words, you've got some neighbors, and they have some technology. And Ram is going to read something about uh, inside Mount Kailash. That ought to really uh, bring some eyes, ears to the story. And also, in this update, um, there is a, a, a more matter-of-fact statement that um, that these... Uh, Star beings are are going to remove the five hundred thousand. I'm I'm not saying uh, a date or a time, but the fa- the fact the fact that the statement of fact is in the report means something. Let's just put it that way. Yes. And uh, they will remove, and they will not be back, and they will get their lesson elsewhere. And that's going to make a big difference. Um, and I've been listening to all kinds of caller, caller inners, you know, people calling into Tom Hartman's show. And there's, they're, they're conservatives, liberals, middle of the roaders. They're all saying the same thing that the Republican party is no longer viable. And they made it very clear. And so that's a good thing. That's kind of a really good thing. And there's a lot less MAGA followers than is being portrayed on the network television stations. I think all of those things say something. Uh, and then there's another statement there that uh, the flash is around the corner. No dates, but I'll pass the talking stick to Ramon. Uh- Tara, yes. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if I heard it tonight or if it was somewhere else about the change um, in the, uh, because I know some of us have been asking the questions about how long the change will last. And we, you know, we're trying to talk about 100,000 years and, it, and other people are saying the change is going to take forever to come here and so on. But I heard something about when these, uh when some of these it, it when the energy changes it all of this all of the things that we see now as uh, stumbling blocks and what ifs and so on will all melt away where did i hear that or have you said it or it wasn't you that said it it was somewhere else or what no, did bonnie no. say it well, well bonnie didn't say that but she said we're not completely out of the woods in terms of the she didn't say the word yuga but I got the gist that 
the old paradigm, you might say. It, it, it's, yeah. it's we're not completely out of it. No, so we're, the, st- we're still cleaning up, definitely energetically. Uh, yes, yes, and 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 so, but but and at the same time, the new energies are com- and and it's in this report too. The energies are being made p- completely f- available. Fifth dimensional <laughs> energies are available completely. So again, each person gets to take time or not or what whatever they choose to to work with and i was going to just say that something that helped helped me um there's this person his name is shaman durick and he's got a guided energy meditation and he's got a nickname called spirit hacker and this i did this meditation uh yesterday morning a holy tornado it's 28 minutes long uh and uh i think rama you could send it to penny and then penny could send it out to others yeah and uh it's just i just want to read this real quick this meditation with spirit hacker shaman durek will open up your channels and run energy through you to assist in opening the neural pathways for more cognitive response and awareness in your world. This meditation may want, may work for you right away. And for others, it can take a couple of rounds as everyone has a different biological makeup to breathe. So breathe and be open and just listen. As if you want to know more about Shaman Durek, download his bulletproof radio podcast with dave asprey on itunes and google podcasts anyway i did it it's 28 minutes long and it is phenomenal that's my experience and i'm just making sure that i'm going to keep doing more of it so i pass that on Uh, i am sorry i'm interrupting you again tara but that dave asprey for anybody who knows of him at all, he's the person that went, he's from the Silicon Valley and he made a lot of money there because he's kind of brilliant and he was overweight and all kinds of had health issues. And he went to live in the Arctic Circle with the um, Eskimos. No, not with the Eskimos. He was in Siberia living with the people there. And he, um, he they never ate until supper time. And he could never figure out how come they kept their figures or, you know, they didn't get overweight or anything. And he's the one that created the bulletproof coffee. Mm. And uh, he's a formidable character and really courageous and outspoken and awesome. You know, he's an awesome dude. And I, and, and I know him specifically through the, the bulletproof coffee. And, but I've also listened to him talking to, um, oh, Doctor, oh, the other one that's written the plant paradox. That doctor too. He 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 takes on all kinds of uh, discussions with all kinds of people too. He's uh, he's interested in all kinds of things, and um, we need a lot more people like that too. Um, that but that name just stuck out, so I thought I'd just put in a put in a good word for Dave Asprey too. Okay, thank you, Penny. Yeah. So there are. Many more people um, assisting. 
uh, and coming on the internet and sharing. So um, this is, uh, the energies are available. And I guess that the other thing that Ram is going to read, and we should let him read it, is that that we make sure to take good care of ourselves and don't try to hurry or rush or overdo it. I wanted to do the, uh, but we should do the uh, housekeeping. Um, Rama's made it so far, so good. Rainbird gave a suggestion that we put spray guns water on the battery that needs to be rebuilt. And, you know, just, um, so Rama's had some tete-a-tete's. Uh, yes. Going to Santa Fe today, he had to stop four times. Yeah. Uh, and, and he did that, and he breathed, and he spent Worked about five minutes force. working with the energies and and put the guns water back on the battery, and uh, so he made it. You know, four four times it stopped, but um, so tomorrow morning at nine o'clock, um, and the and the uh, one thousand dollars. Uh, that our sister donated. It came uh, yesterday in the mail. And so Rama put it in the, the credit union. And then today he took the money and gave it to, gave it to E.T., our auto repair friend. And he is going to fix it. Um, was still owe him $200. So, um, uh, we had, we've been able to clear a good amount of bills. There's still forty dollars left to be paid towards the electric an bill. electric bill. Um, there is uh, a whole new set of bills coming in the next four or five days. Um, so my request, our request, uh, we're quite behind, um, and I'm just going to state that. Uh, Don resent the December bill. So in a very rounded off, it's 280 more dollars from December that needs to be paid. Um, there is 277.75 per week for every week this month and nothing's been paid there. So that's required. Uh, we, 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 we request, uh, the, uh, I think everything else is good. Everything else is good. Yet that adds up $1,111 total for the month of February is due. And then the 280 from December. And then there's uh, things to do like gas and the, the normal things. So we're grateful. Thank you. And yeah, so grateful. Uh, with all of these positive things looking forward, I I expect miracles, and then we get them. So, mm-hmm. thank you. All right, Rob, it's yours to do. Um, what I could say to begin with, this has been a bit of a challenge today. It's been a royal ride to heaven with the um, energies and the solar flares. I had a bit of a headache all day (laughs) and it's not fun going through waves of um spaciness and kind of being ungrounded dizzy 
Um, not good for driving. Not good for driving. And just watching the amazing things that are going on on the planet as these energies pour in, um, the dark side's going down, like I keep saying, incredibly fast, highly credibly fast. And our biggest challenge is to send more love and not get upset with ourselves or the situation because it is moving so fast at quantum light speed and sometimes it's like what you said randy it is so slow and um i haven't had too much trouble sleeping yet what i'm seeing in the dream time is just amazing energies pouring into the planet and I know this is coming from the sun, it's coming from the galactics, it's coming from many other places throughout our solar system and galaxy. And we're at a point here, we're watching the lunatics really lose it day to day to day. And um got to just send more love because I don't know how to describe <laughs> the news because it, it, it's illogical, as Spock would say. And these people are not in their hearts. They're lost in the matrix and send more love. I will read this. Uh, it starts on Friday, on the 16th. I sat with three deer and seven crows at Fort Marcy Park in the trees at 11.08 this morning. Then I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Cat and Sweet Angelique the Cat at about 11.20 this morning. They said to me, Lord Rama, there was an X-Class 2.56 solar flare today. We are hoping your head is not hurting. These solar flares are only going to get bigger. The magnetosphere is letting the plasmatic light in. You can see it every day. This light is showing up as pastel colors in the sky. Please keep Gaza in the circle of support and blaze the violet fire. The world is dealing with a madman, and he needs to be contained. There are things going on that we are not at liberty to tell you. They are good things. What we can tell you is to keep looking up. There is a multi-universal shift going on in all the seven super universes, and divine intervention is at hand. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Satnam Namaste, blaze violet fire. And this is Monday, the 19th. 
I received a text message from the King of Swords at 10.21, mid-morning. He said to me, Lord Rama, there are some galactic dignitaries from several galactic councils meeting with some top members of the ICJ, International Court of Justice, including Lady Master Nada who is a special lawyer of the ICJ, as well as the head of the Solar Tribunal on Saturn. This is concerning the blatant genocide being imposed on Gazans. Meanwhile, President Lula da Silva of Brazil has condemned Israel, meaning Netanyahu, for committing a war committing war crimes and crimes against humanity. So Brazil has now joined South Africa, Turkey, and Egypt in their stance against Israel for committing ongoing genocide. Also, President Lula has recalled Brazil's ambassador to Israel. In in retaliation, Benjamin Netanyahu has permanently banned President Lula de Silva from ever setting foot on Israel again. In the international press, President Lula de Silva has compared Prime Minister Netanyahu to Adolf Hitler. For this, Prime Minister Netanyahu has de- has demanded an apology from President Lula. De Silva of Brazil. On behalf of Brazil, President Lula de Silva has refused to apologize. President Lula de Silva went on to say, I cannot condone genocide. Please place all of this in the circle of support and place the violent fire. P.S. I sat with seven deer and nine crows in a rural area northwest of Santa Fe. It was 12.10, early this afternoon. They all intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, focus on the sun. Spread that white fire solar energy across the universe. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Satnam Namaste blaze the violet fire. And this is Tuesday the 20th. I went almost to the top of Sun Mountain, laid out my crystals, and then I was joined by 17 deer and 10 crows. They were very excited and happy. It was 10.58 this morning. Then I received a text message from Larry Curly Moe and Tom the Ringtail Cat. At this point, it was 11.15. They all said to me, Lord Rama, there are all kinds of starships in our skies, all around Mother Gaia. This is happening today due to a number of major coronal, due to a number of major coronal holes that has opened up in our sun. So, there are many galactic civilizations coming into our atmosphere through this coronal hole in our sun. This is happening because of the conflict in the Middle East. 
Each day, the cosmic energies are getting exponentially higher. This is affecting all of life. As you are still stuck in the matrix, these energies can be painful. We are telling everyone to take special care with these energies coming in. Go gently with yourself as much as you can. Focus on the violet flame and the emerald green ray. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Sat Nam Namaste place the violet flame. And this is yesterday. I sat with three deer and four crows just west of Santa Fe in a rural area. It was about 11.30 this morning. They intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, the sun's light energies are extremely high in frequency again. Then I received a text message from Lady Natasha at 11.30. She said to me, Lord Rama, I have been inside Mount Kailash studying advanced Jedi training with ancient Jedi masters from the Andromedan galaxy. There are many galactic forces of light here with me who have come from all over the Milky Way galaxy and the 26 other galaxies that converge in space with our galaxy at supergalactic center, or in the Mayan language, the Hunabku. I have seen places here that are at least four football fields long. These are gigantic rooms that are like larger than warehouses we have on the surface. These spaces serve as landing bays where the many visitors, starships are parked. I mean, the way she described it is it looks like a scene out of Star Wars from the Rebel base. Also, there are many other large spaces here that house all kinds of galactic technologies. This is a very busy place. All these galactic beings are here to study the effects of the light of the sun on humanity's consciousness. There were two more X-class flares today. Fifth dimensional consciousness is being fully anchored and made available to all at this time. Stay with that energy. Do your breathing. Work with the violet flame. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. And this is today. I sat with four crows and eight, four deer and eight crows in the forest behind Fort Marcy Park today at 10.50 mid-morning. The deer were all big bucks with big antlers and very hungry. I gave them a little bit of food and they gobbled it up. They intuitively said to me, Lord Rama, keep your head down. There are big solar flares today. Then I received a text message from my friend, former New Mexico State Senator Max Cole. 
a Democrat who faked his death in 2009 because he was speaking out about 9-11, exposing and implicating the 13 families as the operatives in this black op. He now lives in Taipei, Taiwan, with an alias name where he is an investor in NGOs that are helping indigenous people across the planet. There were two X-class solar flares today that have been, there have been radio blackouts, cell phone interruptions, and big electromagnetic waves that are enveloping the planet. As you are affected by these energies, lay low, breathe and drink lots of good water, meditate. Now, I've been doing all of these things. It's still a challenge. <laughs> from what I am hearing from my scientific friends is that solar flash could happen at any time. Your galactic friends, Lord Rama, are everywhere in the skies. At a certain point here, everything will shift. It has to do with the activation of our sun, Saul, where there may be three or four X-class flares in the course of a day, and we think it's intense now. The fallen angels, the old Drake, Old Draco Sponge, meaning the 500,000 unsavory oligarchs and friends who have been enslaving humanity here on Mother Gaia, are going to be boarded on the giant cargo starships and removed from Earth, never to return. They will be taken to Draco's in Orion's belt where they will be Stand trial for intergalactic war crimes. Please place all of this in the circle of support. Place the violet fire sat down. Namaste. And I pass the talkie stick back to you, Tara. Okay, so uh, in, to donate, uh, go to our website, which is rainbowroundtable.net. And then scroll down to where it says donate. And I forgot how it says it, but there's a way Rainbird told me a couple of times and I still don't quite, I haven't seen it because Rama hasn't shown me on the internet. I will show you. Can you tell everybody? There's a place where you can uh, click for family and friends as you. Um, put your email address in and you click donate. Um, another screen will pop up and explain to you how to donate. And is there some kind of, a uh, email address for you there or something? Um, a specific one? Well, as, as anyone would put an email address into the little box, it goes automatically to rainbowroundtable.net so we get it in our PayPal. It, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, don't worry. If they hit the PayPal button, it goes to Rama's account. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brent. And Cheryl. I mean, Carol, Carol, like, excuse me. Um, so, uh, is there any questions people have? Um, well, you know, you've been talking about, I'll just, I know we need to close, but you've been talking about the ships creating an even more obvious presence. Yes, some people um, have been seeing the ships and they have been doing what they can in Gaza to help people, which is heartening, even though the horror of it all is still occurring to hundreds of thousands of people. And I'm feeling like it is is nice to be able to say, well, uh, the ships will make themselves plane and you know come into the atmosphere more uh, due to, due to the conflict and they're coming in through this corona hole in the sun but my thought is that they can't really land on mass they can't really show themselves in a big obvious way and disarm uh, what's happening in Gaza until um the order is given to disarm all earth arsenal all all the weapons of any kind otherwise they'll be shot at um, and that or things could happen that would only blow things out of proportion all the more. And certain people have to be pulled out of leadership positions, quote unquote, leadership. Um, otherwise, they'll say, oh, you know what? These nasty aliens are invading like we told you they would. And now we're going to put this project in place or this or that, or, you know, this response. Um, it, it could worsen things. So um, there needs to be a big lever pulled the captain will need to give the order. Simple as that. Um, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I wish I knew, you know, uh, I don't want to use that word when, but I could say you can feel it. You could taste it. You could touch it. <laughs> it it's like right in everyone's midst as they go through yes. the course of their day. And it is about the fact that what is becoming so blatant is that the diversity amongst the people here where the collective consciousness is waking up to the quantum field, Mm. that we are all one, that we need to care for each other in the utmost way how we can preserve life on any level, whether it is an ant or an archangel. And I, you know, heard a story today because, you know, it was on BBC News. Somebody, um, you know, took her car and, ran over some Palestinian people because... Somewhere in the States. Somewhere in the States. And this person got charged with, you know, domestic terrorism, and they're going to be spending the rest of their life in prison, if not being given the death penalty, which I do not condone. No, I don't think that's right. Yet, it has to do with what is going on with 
all the lies that are being put out by our lamestream media, by the so-called politicians or selected leaders. They're not elected, they're selected. And the really important thing is not to have revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's a big one. One of the major things that the King of Swords told Brahma long time ago is that there's going to be a major reform of the prison system. There's not going to be this kind of bars and for life and barbaric cavemen stuff. What, you know, what Julian Assange is going through at Belmarsh prison. It is a medieval torture chamber. Like you see in the weird movies. Yes. They're giving electric shocks on a regular basis. Um, and I would also like to say that if you can travel from one universe to another and one galaxy to another, when you approach Earth and these guys take out their pea shooters, I don't think they're going to be too worried. They just press a button and they neutralize it, and that's it. That's it. And I they can actually too. what they can actually do is create a force field around that soldier, but make sure his heart re- his heart receives the pure love, and he'll the soldier will just drop that gun because he realizes that. What he's done is cosmically wrong. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're unhappy at times about how intense these energies are, because we're feeling aches and pains and the headaches and the the exhaustion and sometimes the sleeplessness along with it, uh, nevertheless, if the frequencies don't get higher on the planet, we can't come to that moment that, that Randy's describing. We've got to bring the frequencies on the planet up to where that's a reality. That can actually yes. happen here without it looking like it's a rescue operation, which they've made clear over many years. They're not going to do that. So we've got to come up further. Uh, that's how we build our half of the bridge. Yes. Across the chasm. Yeah. And that's... Every day, doing the sadhana, the meditation, the the work to lift oneself higher. And like what you said, Penny, going around smiling at folks. I do that in the course of my day and try to lift people up just energetically as I see them. And, And letting them know that, you know, magic is afoot, goddess is alive, it's... Just being in that oneness. That's why I talk to the deer and the crows every day. They give me hope, tremendous hope. And I'm seeing the beings um, in this area, the southwest. There are many old cemeteries along the major highways, like 285, 84, going up to Colorado. And I sometimes stop at the cemeteries and I just watch the beings and I send them more love and light. And they literally just walk right out of the cemeteries and walk towards the highway. And I just, (laughs) you know, send them more love and take off and, you know, don't stick around. But as we interact, with the beings whether we can see them or not and use your imagination use the force it sounds ridiculous stupid it works send more love send more love 
that are these beings who are um spirits that are not fully at rest or are these other beings they are beings that you know this area the southwest has seen so much trauma over the thousands of years and it's like what you brought up penny is that we have been under we have been in a uh, occupation and invasion for 26,000 years and it's hard to even conceive of some kind of thing like that but it's about the matrix and it is being lifted people are waking up like never before and they're seeing the light coming in they're coming out of their slumber of the matrix and the dark side is freaked out so bad that they Mm. try to create more incidents around the planet to keep the loose the fear going so they get fed and they're not getting fed So they want to increase the darkness. It ain't working, folks. Blaze the violet fire. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. Carolyn, I wanted to bring one more thing up. Uh, There are two separate cases. um, The 50 countries. Oh, my dad, Malaysia has now joined South Africa and the West. Yes, that's the second case. In other words, the 50 countries are separate. The other countries that Rama added Malaysia to are um, um, uh, the first country, uh, South Africa. Then, uh, Then the second two countries were Turkey and Egypt that joined with South Africa. And then the next country was Brazil with Lula da Silva. And now the next country that's joined that group is Colombia, South America, the president of Colombia, South America. So that's a completely isolated case from the 50 other countries. I just want to make that clear. Those things carry different weights. I don't know what the rest of that story is, but they are uniquely onto themselves, two two cases. Okay. All right. Great. Well, thank you to everyone. Thank you so much to all our our listeners. Always wonderful to have this opportunity to present these ideas and encourage interaction and and your own engagement just with your own thought and feeling is so important. We appreciate all the good thoughts and encouragement sent to all of us here on this crew and to Don and Doug who run the station and everyone who runs it and um, huge blessings. Thanks again to our guest, Bonnie Saratori. And, um, you know, these are intense times. I'm just realizing uh, I forgot to ask Dawn. Um, I'm going to write that in right now <laughs> for the music. Um, these are very intense times, but we will lean on each other and find every bit of joy we can possibly find and just give thanks. So our thanks to all of you. So yeah, music, please, maestro. Many blessings and see you next week on the night at the round table.